In the beginning, there was nothing but blank slate. And then, there was chalk. And with chalk came disparity. Where once there was just formless masses stumbling about all razzmatazz, suddenly, they saw each other. There was life and death. And of course, light and dark. My prophet, my prophet, snap, come to me. Hey, Rudy! What's going on, bucko? You must take down these words and carry my message far and wide. Can't you carry it yourself? You got two good arms there for drawing. Go forth, my holy prophet, and tell the people, tell the people about how to be true chalk beings. True chalk beings? I would say we'd done a pretty good job of that ourselves already, wouldn't you? No. Far too many of you are asymmetrical, not done to the proper geometric proportions. You are unclean in the eyes of Rudy. Is this the whole Scrawl fiasco again? Scrawl was an abomination and has been sent down, down into the depths. I don't know if I like this plan, bucko. Everybody here is a little bit off-kilter if you get my meaning. Find all of my disciples, all of those who are perfectly shaped, perfectly formed, crafted from my own hand, and destroy those heathens who dare to be imperfect in mine eyes. All right, Rudy, you win. I'll do it for you. You know, I don't know if I like this plan, but it's not as though I can go against him. I mean, after all, when all's said and done, Rudy's got the chalk. Hello, and welcome to the Carton Cast. My name is Ben. And I'm Zane. And over there, uh, Rudy's got the cart, the cart, the Carton Cast. We are the Carton Cast, um, and despite having a very jilted sense of humor, we are here to uh, review old cartoons. Some of them not quite so old, but certainly look as though they're pretty old. Yeah. And, uh... I, I would say timeless or vintage. Perhaps you would not be so generous. <laughs> I would say beat up over the years, but uh, to each his own. Um, the cartoon we're talking about and will probably make a lot of fun of is Chalk Zone. Yes, Chalk Zone. <laughs> yes, Chalk Zone. Um, Zane, you know, we're we're going to get into the production history and all, all your fun facts because uh-huh. I'm sure you have them. But first, I you're gonna ask me why, right? Just like, did I wrong you? No, in no. Recent, in um, recent years, I think this is days? another example. I, I really uh, sheeped in the big city this one up. I, <laughs> yeah. I, this is another example of a show that I thought cast. was better, or at least was intended for an older audience than it was. You're not alone. I uh, I talked to somebody in in you know, leading up to this episode, and they had pretty fond memories of this show, and I had to tell them how wrong they were, um, <laughs> citing my it, sources. Uh, is this confirmed? You had not seen this before? Uh, you know what? I 
It's it's too far back. I remember the theme song. Like I'm getting a, a little glimpse of a memory of the theme song, but that is it. Yeah, and we will talk about the theme song because <laughs> we, we can't not. Yeah, um, the Egberts demand it. Right. Uh, no, I, I uh, you know, I didn't mean to wrong you. I I remember it being a pretty. It was a pretty innovative show. I thought. In what ways do you think it was innovative? Because it kind of just feels like fairly odd parents light right and that's kind of what i i found that as well going through it um i i liked the idea of creating a world and, and having a separate world uh i i just like the uh visual, that part's pretty strong i just like the visuals fair. and and the idea of him you know rudy being creative with the chalk and drawing things to help him in different situations um, just, just really appealed to me. The sort of problem solving, abstract thinking angle was, it, it, it was really, uh, it, 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 it evoked intellectually and not so much viscerally. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> or in practice. So just as a sort of warning, we are probably going to be talking about fairly odd parents even more. So yeah, and, <laughs> because and... they, they are so closely related in both theme and appearance. Uh, it's just kind of hard not to draw the parallels. Yep. Um, and, uh, and they were also both produced by the same studio. Were they? Why don't you tell us the production history, Zane? Yeah. So Chalk Zone ran on Nickelodeon from 2002 to 2008. After... I was shocked at how recent that was. Well, here's the thing. The, uh, the fourth and final season had a break for some reason and ran half the episodes in 2005 and just didn't show the rest until 2008. So this this ended in 2005 for anyone who cared. Uh, and for those who didn't care, it never happened. Uh, yeah. So I, rejoice! <laughs> it did originally appear on Oh Yeah Cartoons in uh, 92. Yeah, um, uh, uh, as like, did many. Just like, just like um, Fairly Odd Parents, right? Oh yeah. Not and, in 92. but a ton of them. Yeah, but yeah, it was produced by Frederator Studios, and, I love that, Frederator. and that was responsible for Fairly Odd Parents as well as uh, My Life as a Teenage Robot. We got to do that at some point. I don't know anything about it. It looks bad, and uh, it it was created by Larry Huber and Bill Burnett, uh, who worked with Butch Hartman, who did Fairly Odd Parents, and he actually came up with the name Fairly Odd Parents for the show. Who did? Uh, Bill Burnett. Bill Burnett is a name that I feel like I've seen other places. Yeah. <laughs> I, that might no. be Mark Burnett. He's in everything. He does uh, Survivor. Is, Is that Mark Burnett? Well, yeah. let's revisit Survivor at a later date. Uh, I think For that, now. a new season starting soon. <laughs> I don't care. I'm very excited. Uh, however, <laughs> we should probably watch Total Drama Island at some point if you really want to know, about, really want us to talk about Survivor. You know what? I deserve it at this point. <laughs> yes, you do. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a show about... One Rudy Tabuti. Uh, he's not even as average as Timmy is. Uh, he's he's a bit of an artiste. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he he's still kind of got a shit life. Like, not that bad. His parents seem to like him okay. Yeah, his parents but, are fine. The teacher has, like, a vendetta against him. And he's yeah. got a bully. But so does everybody else. They all have the same bully. Maybe so. But notably, he doesn't really have any friends. At least not starting out. So, right. you know, hence his escapism. And he draws a lot. And he finds this piece of magic chalk that leads him into a magical zone. The chalk zone. Title drop. Um, wherein everything that was ever erased from a blackboard is sent. Which, like just, I love that idea. That, that's like, pretty cool. When you destroy something, it just goes somewhere else. 
just um, a shitiverse. Yeah, well, I I um I read a book. Uh, ideas deemed not good enough for our world get thrown into a garbage world. I, I read an interesting book of, that talked about like alternative ideas for what the afterlife is, and one, it's chalk zone. No, no, no. Uh, Dear one, Christ, one of them. I'm never gonna die. <laughs> I I would enjoy living in chalk zone. Yeah, for like five minutes yeah. until you got diabetes. Um. <laughs> But uh, one of the ideas was, like, anything that, not necessarily alive, but existed as a discrete thing also was in, like, heaven or in an afterlife. So, like, if you were in a play, that play took on a life. And after you were done performing it, it died and did not exist anymore. And that play, you and all the other people in that play performing it, like, night after night, is in its own afterlife. Man, what a what a solipsist hunk of bullshit that is! Like, what what is the what is the evidence that you're that is drawn? No, no, no! To, it's, to make it's, that happen. The whole book is just like, Wouldn't hey, what if cool what if, if this was how the afterlife really worked? And they're like, each chapter does like a different one. It doesn't go too much into it. it it's more artfully done than I've described. I wish <laughs> I could remember what it's called. It's pretty good. <laughs> if you say so. There was there was uh, one afterlife where uh, everybody like meets God. And and God like is a is a jokester and like you were so close to being right but you got like these two things wrong and like just <laughs> sorry the, the correct religion was Mormon and just ah. <laughs> just delighting in like nitpicking them and being like sorry you're just slightly wrong but then all the people who go there are like no God you have it wrong I was right <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't it be funny if uh, that entire book was just a lead in to. Uh, to, like if it was just like making this religion making this concept of the afterlife as ridiculous as possible as a just a huge straw man of a book <laughs> just pick apart the concept of an afterlife at the end yeah so listener the reason we are now talking about cosmology and the afterlife is because we don't have a lot to say about <laughs> and we're trying to fill time from the get-go <laughs> don't tell them our secrets duke yeah well <laughs> Um, so Rudy, um, you know, he, he's got this dull life, and so this is an escapist fantasy, and he, he brings a friend from the real world, uh, Penny Sanchez, who's like this uh, brainiac sort of person, and he also hangs out with a former creation named Snap, who is kind of the, you know, fast and loose, uh, fast talker, flies by the seat of his pants kind of character. If you've seen Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends, it's the same goddamn thing. So just bring in all your knowledge from that about the dynamic between the artist and the creation, and you've got it. Right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I I guess we should just, I don't know, let's let's talk about the story a little bit more first. Sure. How, what's the kind of, what's the kind of plot progression for this? Well, I mean, something on, on a given happens. episode... Uh, yeah. You know, something will be happening in the real world. It's boring. The, his teacher is just, you know, boring and out to get him. He's, <laughs> he's being bullied by Bullnerd. Yeah, it, it, who, whom is always giving him commands. Always. Like, and uh, Asking for lunch. Asking for his lunch and lunch money. Um, and yep. takes delight in it. He's not hiding. Re- what and an so, awful voice. And so usually, has. like quarter like half a minute in he'll just say like no i'm out he goes into chalk zone and like <laughs> well put does not take that is exactly what he does <laughs> he just opts out of reality but when it doesn't suit him if you had a portal to another reality where you're not only like able to command the elements around you but also were the most loved and respected person in the world when you like you don't need a reason to go there no comment <laughs> <laughs> i will say though um nothing 
<laughs> so <Never mind>. following, <laughs> following on that <laughs> mental success. Yeah. Um, so uh, he, he goes the, into the you're chalk actually, zone. You're actually uh, overselling or uh, mis- misrepresenting the plot structure because uh, each episode is not like an 11-minute thing. There's like four, five, or seven-minute episodes to an actual like half-hour block. Yeah, so there's there's usually a main episode, and that's 10 or 11 minutes, and then a smaller mm-hmm. one like seven, and then there's like a two-minute short that only has snap, and then there's a song at the end. Yeah, the, those snap shorts are probably my favorite parts. I did not like them. Really? Well, I only saw a couple. Um, and they I, have the only good character in the show, Zane. I know, but <laughs> on his own, it just kind of felt like, why? Like, hey, you bucko. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about Snap. We can talk about Snap in a minute. Um, yeah, and they the, have like a musical outro, which is... I like that. I think a that's little a little strange. It, I mean, they're usually pretty good, in my opinion. They look like a cool band. Yeah. I'll give them that. They, they've got a cool band going on. I didn't enjoy the music there. Um, we can get back into the music, of course, later. Yeah. It's, I've got a lot to say about that. But uh, let's talk about the characters at length. Alrighty. All right. Even though I'm pretty sure we skipped over what the actual plots were, but... You know, he goes... You'll, he, you'll get it. He goes into Chalk Zone. Something happens. He fixes it with his chalk. Everyone's... It, it, like, you can watch any episode, and it's the same episode. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. A problem happens. He goes to Chalk Zone. He tries to fix the problem by being an artist. Yeah. Done. Um, do you want to just go point by point the characters? Yeah, sure. Oh, also, um, just because I couldn't figure out a different place to put this, I just figured I'd put it in. TV Tropes describes this as scribble knots of the TV show, which yes. is pretty apt. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. But anyway, let's talk about Rudy. Main character, Rudy. Rudy to beauty. Yeah. Yeah, what a shame. <laughs> he is—he is even more of a doofus than Timmy. Like he's just kind of really dumb. Yeah, like everything about him's kind of dumb. So like, there's there's one episode. Timmy looked sort of dumb, but there was light behind those eyes. He just there's nothing behind these eyes. What a blank, vacant stare Rudy has. There's one episode where uh, like he gets hit with like a smart bomb, but it's not a smart bomb. The smart bomb like was like it's a dumb dart. I'm I'm out of here. So it's a dumb yeah, dart. Too good for this. Yeah. And he gets, I saw that one. He gets stupid, and okay, he acts stupid and he says dumber things than normal. But from a plot perspective, in terms of moving things along, nothing changes. Nothing changes, and he doesn't even sound that much stupider, I might add. He has this really horrible dumb guy voice. He and sounds drunk. Doofus hair. Well, I mean, it's sort of appropriate because the voice actress for this, uh, Elizabeth Daly, was mm-hmm. uh, Tommy from Rugrats, which is very apparent. And uh, also Buttercup in Powerpuff Girls. I saw that, too, although it doesn't resonate quite as much. No, this, this sounds character. very much like Tommy. This is Tommy plus a few years. And become an art major. But there's just trying to like, rebel against his dad. So Rudy is supposed to be like this balance of left brain, right brain. Uh, you know, is he really? I, that's what that's the sense I got. He balances out Penny, who's very like we've got this sort of Freudian triangle, yeah, id, id uh, ego and super ego, like a uh, time squad kind of thing. Oh well, well put. I actually didn't link that, but uh, go ahead and explain it. So you know, psychological circles, Freud. The super ego is like left brain very logical analytical id is your primal urges right brain and then the super the, the ego kind of combines them and it, that's your that's your front face so rudy is supposed to come off as okay he's combining his analytical side with his creative side to make to like be the only person who can solve these not very interesting problems but really he just comes off as as nothing 
He's bland. He's he's, he's dug levels of blandness. Mm-hmm. And when you have magic chalk and you're that bland, like something, someone fucked up his character. Like I don't know. He's, I really don't he's like. He's creative him. in the things he does. He's just not like very interesting to listen to. Well, I like the idea of him combining left and right brain stuff, but uh, mm-hmm. I honestly just kind of saw him as all right brain. Um, I think the idea is strong, but the execution of it, he just is much more closely related to Snap than he is to Penny. Which makes sense, because Snap is, is a representation of himself. <laughs> Good backpedaling, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he might be like a subtle delineation of different kinds of smart, as he is a brilliant artist, like... His drawing is really... He, he draws very quickly. I mean, that's just, you know, cartoon magic. Mm-hmm. But he's also just a very good artist, even for that age. Right. Like, in one episode, he makes a bunch of comics of Snap, and they actually get uh, pretty popular. I. It's pretty cool. It, it, it's very good. Um, it, like, his objects. Um, I, I kind of liked it because... So, Green Lantern is one of my favorite superheroes, and the chalk is <laughs> kind of like a Green Lantern ring. Yeah, except that Rudy knows how to make anything besides like a boot or a, a wall. <laughs> he can do beyond. He can go beyond first grade lantern mechanics. Yeah, I mean, which by the way, just started grad school orientation. That class not offered as a special topic. Aw, was pretty upset. Is your instructor Kilowog? <laughs> can you, you re- know? can you request to be called Little Poozer? What is it? It's libel or slander? <laughs> what does this count as? Spoken slander. <laughs> okay well maybe if they transcribe it i can really i can i can hit the two but uh, anyway but for the chalk, yeah beyond only... that he's really uninteresting yeah um but the things he can do are interesting so he could he can draw on a map to change the landscape around him or yeah. you know go back to the real world and erase something to affect chalk zone from a distance so so they yeah. get a little creative in how they do that one thing i do enjoy about him is uh how much he always just his his go-to answer for anything is to jump into chalk zone. He's really um, escaping his problems. Here's the thing. I thought of him as sort of like an art major in college. <laughs> like, it almost seems like he gave up on the real world real world, and would just rather live among his artiste friends oh, gosh. rather than try to get a job. <laughs> um, no, no offense to artists out there who are in college, but your degree doesn't mean anything, so whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's all about it's all about it's it's not so much about his credentials and it's more about his, I don't know. I'm sure there are better artists than Rudy. He's just the one that found magic chalk. Yeah, he's also like ten, so presumably, like if he's got depth perspective down at this age, good on you. I still haven't mastered that. I'm still into stick figures. Yes, for all the making fun of artists we do, we should point out neither of us has any sort of like not even motor skills. Yeah, like, it's. No, that's not true. I juggle. You juggle. You don't have motorcycles. I don't you have... trip, like, everywhere. I had to tr- switch from trumpet to trombone because my fingers aren't smart, but my elbow is. You have what we what is known in the in instrumental world as stupid fingers. Yeah. They just <laughs> they just keep doing, you know, they fing all, all the time. Yeah, they fing, but without... They fing and fing, but to no avail. <laughs> uh, you just need some robot hands. Oh. Maybe maybe he can draw you some up. But uh, in any case, uh, that's kind of all there is to Rudy. Mm-hmm. He becomes more interesting when you contrast him with my favorite character, Snap. Oh, I'm sure to win first place in the peanut butter and jelly sculpture contest today with this self-portrait. Wallop and whiskers! I got a mustache! Hey, if you're looking for him, 
face to live. Keep looking. <laughs> oh, now I look nothing like my sculpture. Yeah. Um, Snap is pretty much all blue. Like, Rudy must have only had, like, a blue-colored pencil that day. He looks like a blue-themed superhero, I guess. Yeah. Like he... a little, just kind of a doodle who happens to have a blue mask and a cape. Yeah. And, I don't know. He looks pretty cool. Not really any definition on the hands or feet. Just, uh, No, you know, he's got one, globs of shapes. One step up from stick figure, we're, we're saying. Yeah, but it, it's a good step. It's yeah. a good step up. <laughs> it's a like, good step up. I, I don't know. I just, I I kind of dislike the animation in in general. Mm-hmm. Um, Like, in Chalk Zone, most of the shit looked really bad, I think. I, I think that was in intentional. The real, uh, maybe so, but it still kind of offended yeah. my senses. The real just... world was pretty much indistinguishable from Fairly Odd Parents type uh, type stuff. I disagree. I disagree. Really, Fairly Odd Parents. Uh, I think the visuals were inappropriate enough as to evoke that fantasy setting. Whereas people here are at least proportioned decently, <laughs> like not perfectly, but it's it's at least close. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, there's just not any shine to rudy's eyes whereas timmy you could at least see a, the lights were on upstairs right they weren't very bright like <laughs> there were leds but they were there i um, um it's just it's just the the setting is it just looks too mundane like I'm, i know i'm jumping into animation here a little bit but it just looks too mundane in the real world and too sugary in the fake world and snap just kind of hits this really nice balance i don't know what it is exactly i can't really characterize it but he just looks good <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I mean... I don't know if you got any vibe like that. Well, Snap... I It's weird that the most, like, poorly drawn of the main characters has the most life. Um, yeah, I would say that's fitting with the theme. No, it's fitting with the theme. It's just he has less range to express emotions, and yet he does much better. Yeah, I guess that's just because he's more proactive. Like, he's just... He's always... Whenever... Okay, so... We should probably say Snap is this drawing that Rudy made and then erased when he was like eight or something. Uh, Somewhere around there, yeah. So it's a representation of what Rudy was when he was more immature. And apparently Rudy was from New York. (laughs) Yeah, he's from the Bronx. (laughs) Uh, Snap has this amazing gregarious accent. It's always saying shit like, okay, bucko. Rudy. Rudy, you gotta draw something. (laughs) It's like... I don't know, he just, the the voice and the, the way he looks and his actions, they just all work really, really well together. Yeah. Uh, and Snap is yeah. voiced by Candy Milo, who's mm-hmm. done a lot of work in a variety of animated shows, including taking over Dexter from Christine Cavanaugh. Yeah, and he notably was also an imaginary friend in Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Mm. Yep. Um, I don't know, I, I would say that Snap, is definitely a representation of Rudy's sort of more immature, more artiste, even more of an artist and creative side than Rudy tends to be, even though he is really far on that side. I think like, I think the idea is he has a, a creative impulse, but no self-control mechanism. Snap? Yeah. Yeah. Rudy sometimes thinks. Snap never does. Right. Like, we... Snap never comes up with the answer, and he's always doing really awesome, irreverent behavior whenever rudy finally shows up to chalk zone he's like training a pro wrestler for no reason he'll be like riding a tractor like what the hell were you doing while i was gone whatever the fuck i feel like bucko i need a cool car i'm gonna get a cool car (laughs) impress the ladies pretty much queen uh queen rap (laughs) sheba that's right that's right 
Yeah, it, Snap just really, really nails Rudy's more childish personality when he drew Snap, which kind of makes me wonder about the the cosmology of this universe. Like, does stuff that gets drawn and then erased like reflect the heart of the wielder in Chalk Zone? I I mean, it isn't. I wasn't completely sure about this. Was Chalk Zone? the land where only things that Rudy had erased ended up, or was it anybody? It's it's things anybody has erased, because later on when he gets that comic about Snap, mm-hmm. um, a bunch of people start doodling Snap and erasing them, and there's like this world full of Snaps that uh, arrive in Chalk Zone. Oh, that's great. Notably, they're all assholes. <laughs> like, they all behave like shits, and that just means that whoever drew them was a total dick as well. Yeah. Like It's really confusing, because... You imagine that people who are into Snap are also pretty nice fellas, but nope. <laughs> if it reflects the heart of the, you know, if it's like the Triforce, if it reflects your, the heart of the artist, then that's uh, everyone's a real jerk. That's why Rudy has to escape, because everybody else is terrible, as evidenced by the fact that anytime they draw something, it's it's awful. Um, like <laughs> I guess in the real world, like if people were nicer or at least more understanding of his impulses, he would like go to a poetry slam and drink chai lattes all the time. <laughs> but he can't even really he re- can't even really commune with artists here, so he has to just actually escape into his paintings and uh, you know drawings, whatever. And it's not just him understanding the artwork better; other people seem to be needlessly malicious toward him at all times. It does seem that way. Like, they're really trying to evoke the, you know, Timmy's a real t- Timmy's a real sad kid, so we have to let him... It, it does seem as though the show is driving home the point that Rudy wants to go to Chalk Zone because his life sucks. Yeah. It seems like they're really trying to hit home with that. Yeah. I mean, his life doesn't suck that bad, but it doesn't seem like that much fun either. What do you think happens when Rudy grows up? Man, uh, I imagine that uh, he's got this real, real tumultuous relationship with Penny, mm-hmm. right? Like uh, she's drawn to his creative side, um, even though he, you know, tends to be schizophrenic at times. Uh, and they they go through a real bad breakup, and uh, throughout rehab, it's revealed that uh, Snap was training him to become a magical warrior all along. Damn it, this again? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> couldn't think of an ending so i really i i mind the well i i have the the mind the well <laughs> yeah That's, that well is not looking good at this point I, i've been going through orientation i don't know even know what to say anymore you take a lot it's, of stones from there yeah i guess so. um, if they mine a lot of magic chalk out of there which by the way all of his chalk magic chalk comes from a mine that is I guess cohabited by a biclops yeah it was wearing it, later hoses. it was a cyclops and then he drew another eye on it Rudy's Rudy's a sweet kid. He really cares about uh, his workers. You know, he makes sure that they have best health care. Um, depth perception is certainly relevant in mining for <laughs> magic chalk. Yeah, gl- glasses, dental, whatever, man. Yeah. <laughs> He's got one, Wonder- one tooth. I, I like the idea of, uh, of Rudy as, like, this overseer of Chalk Zone. Yeah. Because he's... Like, I was talking with you a little bit before about how Chalk Zone might just be this, like, tiered platonic forms. Like, our world is maybe a higher form than Chalk Zone, and Chalk Zone is borrowing from our world, and it's, like, imperfect recreations of images in our world. I wonder if they kind of tend to view Rudy as a god <laughs> and, and Snap as some his prophet. 
Oh, man. <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> Wouldn't that be cooler than this show was? That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can get back into... Man, we're really talking about uh, uh, religious behaviors a lot today. <laughs> there is no God but Rudy, and Snap is his prophet. <laughs> the uh... <laughs> Tagline. <laughs> Um, let, let's finish out the characters, I guess. Yes, so, uh, Penny... Yep. ...is a Jeez. surprisingly busty ten-year-old. <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't <laughs> notice that. I guess everything was too bizarre and I just let it go, but... <laughs> yes, she is. I guess it's the Latino yeah, edge. Yeah, Penny Sanchez, um, mm-hmm. and she... She's genius. I, they do it kind of... They It's kind of overplayed, but she's, like, it's a, smart. It's... It's... Whenever she says jargon, like I'm of a sufficient age where I can call it as bullshit. Yeah, and I'm in a and I'm in a PhD program for physics, so like <laughs> it's especially it's even more bullshit than it normally would have seemed like. Yeah, but like, I feel like this happens a lot more than it needs to. When like when cartoons. she had an equation, like for perpetual motion. They just say some bullshit about infinity and pi, yeah, so, and it's understood that it's, whoa, look at all that science over there. But she writes up this entire equation, and then Bolnard erases it, and they have yeah, to go, go on. They have to I go, love this. They have to go find the equation in chalk zone, but here's the thing. It's not like <laughs> it's the whole equation. It's just like, oh, look, there's pi, there's omega. It's like, you know what these symbols are. <laughs> I can't imagine anybody more than 10 years old not seeing a problem <laughs> with that. Like, it's just, so anyone problems. who's tried to make a math equation is going to be like, hey, hang on a minute. It's not how, it's not how math works. It's not Even like, I know it's that. It's not like you erase the number two and the concept of two just disappears. <laughs> it's just like, you can't recreate your formula from a bunch of numbers and symbols. Like That's not I, how you, I, how did you do it in the first place? I know, Did she make I a pact know. with the devil? I hope so. Imagine if she became the devil oh. and Rudy was God of Chalk World. <laughs> snap, now Snap is more like Job. Oh man, that would be amazing! And uh, you know, Rudy's like, comedy. I have to keep on, I have to keep on creating garbage for Snap. And uh, Penny's just like, he's gonna lose faith in you. Like, you got to come back to the real world at some point. No, I have faith in, I have faith in my Snap. He is my faithful Snap. That's great. <laughs> but uh, I don't really think Penny's very interesting. She's clearly meant to be a foil to Rudy, but it doesn't seem like she's a very good one. She's a foil oh. more to Snap. Um, she does, she likes the chalk zone, all right. Yeah, chalk. Like, why wouldn't she? It's a I, world I, of pure I, imagination. That's exactly why she wouldn't. Considering her scientific background, like she'll always say, like, I don't think that's scientifically possible. But in the first episode, she just jumps in like nothing and doesn't question a goddamn thing. Did you notice that when he he draws the portal, he jumps in and he like takes her arm and pulls her. Th- like it's that scene from the music video from uh, it take take me on. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> from Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, we we talk about that a lot. I really love that song. Great song. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, so Penny is is voiced by yeah Hinden 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 Walsh yeah whom is Starfire and also Tia from like the post skip Gurren Lagan oh okay and uh, yeah. and Princess Bubblegum as well she's yeah like this is a real all star cast yeah, for I'm, voice acting th- and to be honest the voice acting it, aside from Rudy is a, uh, very well I think I I really like Hinden Walsh's voice in this I really like. Uh, Candy Milo or Milo? I don't know how you pronounce that. You don't like Snap? Um, I thought Snap was the big thing. No, no, no. I said I love those. Oh, two you love voices. those ones. Yeah, yeah, those two voices, and I actually also like the voice of the teacher. 
because he <laughs> reminds me of Mr. Bone. Mr. Bone, he, um, the guy who, who voiced the teacher, I don't remember his name, I didn't write it down, <laughs> he subbed in um, for Norm the Genie on Fairly Odd Parents when like I can Norm MacDonald had a cold or something. Like They sound oh. the same. Like Did I, Burt Reynolds? I looked it Did up. Burt Reynolds play this It's part? not Burt Reynolds, and it's it, not it Solomon be. Grundy. You need, then, you need to get over this. I, I'm not going to get over it. It's like... Uh, if if this episode is any indication, we really don't have that much to talk about generally. Yeah. And I feel like we're going to have to keep on pulling back Solomon Grundy. He really just hits high in all marks. Um, so the, case, the relationship between Penny and Rudy is very forced. Um, yeah, I agree. Like there, There's no other friends. So it's reasonable that they might just be like the two loser kids whom have had to... Uh, you know, bond together because they didn't have anyone else. Yeah, this should be a platonic relationship, and it usually is played that, and then sometimes Rudy's just like, oh, I love it when she talks all nerdy. And it's yeah. like, no, you don't. Ru- Rudy gets a 10-year-old boner. Ugh. It's Yeah, this is when you're supposed to find girl gross. The <laughs> chalk um, zone's just filled up with boobs in two years. Man, that would be incredible. <laughs> just tit mountains. <laughs> For forever. And even when the sun went down in the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I mean, I'll be I'll be the first hobo to sign up for Rock Candy Mountain if it turns out there's a mountain made of breasts. <laughs> Candy is spelled with an I. Um <laughs> yeah, yeah, with a heart. <laughs> Speaking of rock candy. Okay. I don't know. I actually don't know where the segue is going, but go on. Have you heard the um Chalk Zone conspiracy theory? No, please enlighten me. Um, I don't know how. It's not like a like a theory. Theory like I've seen a couple of things pointing toward this, and there's no okay. real good basis for it. But the idea is the chalk is not chalk; it's crystal meth. <laughs> um, Rudy got it from his parents, who are addicts, and when he's in the chalk zone, he's just Im- oh, he's like man. imagining things in his haze and thinking his life is perfect. And then, like, he hooks Penny, and they're in the chalk zone together. And, like, whenever they lose the chalk, they start freaking out. That's incredible. <laughs> Isn't it? That's so good. <laughs> How far can we go with this? Let's see. Who's Snap? Snap is just a vivid hallucination they both have? or I think he's, maybe... their, uh, he's their dealer. Oh, man, that'd be pretty good. <laughs> they call me Snap, friend. I'll get you anything you need. You gotta get the chalk back, Rudy. <laughs> Yo. Rudy has the chalk. He loses it a lot. Like, that's the only way to make there be tension, is if he loses the chalk. That's true. Uh, that is an excellent segue into the tone and genre, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, the main problem I think I had with this show. Like, animation and character relationships aside, um, I think the main problem is that it just doesn't set up tension very well. It's, yeah. I don't know. Did you get the same idea? You know... It's the same problem that you have anytime you have, like, a magic fix-it spell or ability. Um, it's just really hard to create drama. Well, let's go back to Fairly Odd Parents. Yeah. I mean, usually... It's the rules. His... Yeah, <laughs> well, he would have the rules to like, make him do shit, which, you know, now that I think about it, the rules are a fine mechanism. It's, it, like, it's forced, but you can go along with yeah, it because no, the end product is no so good. there's no chalk zone rules posted on the entrance like there is at the pool. Like, please don't <laughs> pee in the chalk zone. No horse yeah, play in which the chalk will, zone. Yeah, well, pee kills anyone in the chalk zone. <laughs> Any if, liquid. If you had a chalk character and it gets hit with anything liquid, it dissolves. Yeah. There's, there's, it goes all Wicked Witch. There is liquid in the chalk zone. In the, the Amazing River, the lady in the bathtub. 
No, I don't think that was liquid. I mean, it's just chalk representation of liquid. Oh, that's true. I'm talking about like real world liquid. Does he ever bring real world liquid in? And they're like, like that would be the hellfire that he rains down. <laughs> in one in one episode, he he throws some garbage bags full of cheeseburger milkshakes into. <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. He throws it into the chalk zone to like you know. Because, like, trash pickup already happened. And he's like, yeah, I'll come back for him later. <laughs> and the cheese leaks out and starts melting a whole mountain and, like, corrupting it. I love that like, idea. Turns into Mordor. He's just like, I am the only human. I am the ambassador to this other realm where they worship me. I'm going to chuck my trash in here because it's too far to the dumpster. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> where have all the flowers gone? Long time past. <laughs> yeah, it could be really, like... Anti-environmental activist, Rudy. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I would. Like, I mean, if there was an apocalypse in Chalk Zone, I would. I would feel bad. I feel like the characters are are more well fleshed out than in the board in, in the relatively boring like real world. Um, I don't think that's true. You, I think they're more think consistent that... because they were designed with that in mind. Mm-hmm. Also, like this is an excellent allegory for like again bringing the religion into it. It's an excellent allegory for like. Are, are, are like flawed human nature at the hands of a of a deity mm-hmm. like why why did they make us with these flaws <laughs> why, oh, did, why am i because not they didn't because because we're the garbage that they tossed away like no bad ideas go to the chalk zone because they don't get erased mm. no no only bad ideas wait or yeah that's what i meant only bad ideas yeah <laughs> oh jesus chalk zone hell so that actually um that's 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 exactly what i was thinking for the entire thing that brings it into but they make it work zane they do they they use these you know discarded uh, they use these discarded uh, implements and ideas and you know people and they make a functional society. It's like Kid Rad a little bit. Like I was thinking Australia. the programs, <laughs> the programs and yeah, peoples everyone forgot and they just like no one cares about us and we're maligned in our creator's image. Let's just try to cobble together a society as best we can. Life finds a way. It's not too hard to link it back to the real world. Um, I, I actually want to connect this idea to Scrawl, who is a, a recurring villain in the series. All right, I didn't see anything with Scrawl, so why don't you explain? <laughs> Rudy started a drawing once, like, it was a girl's birthday party, and she's like, hey, Rudy, you're an artist, draw something cool for me. And he's like, okay, I'll, I'll draw you something really cool. And then kids, like, push him out of the way and start drawing on it. Uh, oh, no. So it's just, like, they keep drawing and adding things and, like, pushing each other out of the way. It's it's like a... It's the snarl? It, 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 no, it's scrawl. But it's like the snarl from uh, Giant in the Playground? Kind of. So it, it it's a character. It's a person. Mm-hmm. Um but it's just made by a bunch of kids drawing, like, a cootie or something. And so he's real yeah. asymmetrical. He's got little things coming out of his head. He's just really ugly, oh, and he blames is this, Rudy. Is this the Daily Carton cast Lovecraft tie-in? Yeah. So Scrawl, <laughs> who... <laughs> Scrawl. And his worshippers. Apostrophe. Um, yeah, we, we need a few more uh, Ws in there, but... <laughs> yeah, he blames Rudy for not making him better like for for making him sick and commanding him to be well oh man and and he like gets angry and he enlists these 
fanatics who will listen to anything he says to drop a bomb on Chalk Zone. Like, this is getting kind of... Christ. This is rough. <laughs> is it, you're reminding me sort of the story of Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you read it, but... Oh, yeah, it's, it's great. Pretty close to what Scrawl is, you know? Hatred against his creator for making him that way, making him so different from anything else. Yeah, he, like, and that's what I, I like. I would be surprised if there wasn't a, like, grown-up reference somewhere in the show. And he has this, like, it's a tragic backstory, and you feel for him in the way that you just can't for, like, anybody outside of the chalk zone. Yeah, the bully nerd. Bully nerd, and sad, sad character. Shylock just wanted his pound of flesh. He just wanted justice. And then there's an awesome scene where... If you erase Scrawl, does he not... <laughs> missed? <laughs> And then there's an awesome scene uh, in a later episode where Rudy gets trapped inside Scrawl's brain, and he can't draw fast enough, so he breaks the chalk in two and dual wields it. Oh my god, that's so good. It's like, I trained myself to be ambidextrous. Check this out. It makes <laughs> no sense, but it's sweet. <laughs> uh, Needless action sequences. What would we do without you? Watch most of Chalk Zone, I guess. So, um, tone and genre. Yeah, so, like, just a finish out my idea sure is the problem is that it doesn't set up tension very well it's you know there's a problem and there's an adventure to solve the problem and there's a resolution but the characters really just do not sell a sense of urgency yeah. i feel like they're not usually in any sort of real danger doesn't seem like it and and i mean if you have your own little pocket dimension you're never in danger like right like it and it's strange because yes he has this matter creation engine like that he can use to solve any situation any way he wants but you know, they had that in Fairly Odd Parents, even more so, and there was still a really good sense of uh, of, of tension building up. And I couldn't really link it to anything except that the characters just treated it as more serious, mm-hmm. and so I just kind of felt that it was more serious. And also, one other thing um, is that I just think it can be also attributed to some of the music. In what it doesn't way? really have it doesn't really have any dramatic swells in this music. And the instruments kind of lend themselves to that because we haven't really talked about the music yet. But you'll you'll see what I mean. Sure. Well, uh, uh, before we jump into that, um, I just feel like uh, it's showing more of a of a bigger problem, which is the wordplay is not that good. There's certain ideas of what's no. funny, like dirty diapers and whatever. Like I'm realizing <laughs> like that one. this show was intended for a much younger audience than. That's true. Then, then we would appreciate it as. I, I also think it was just aiming to a different sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Like, I think maybe it just didn't have as good writers. It didn't. Like, the dialogue just felt flat. Yeah. Which, you know, chalkboards, not not irrelevant. <laughs> Oi, good, 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 good. Uh, let, me, let me just, I'm going to just, you know, Do. Uh, erase my ideas from this note list I have and throw them into chalk zone just so i make sure that i've got everything <laughs> i give everything out talked about wishing that drawings harbored resentment toward their humor human creators which cast them aside what if they moved around like on the page and yelled at what you, do you mean? Oh, and that's why you had it, to erase them sometimes the chalk zone will influence the real world as well but i thought of it sort of as one of those like uh outsiders like incredibly powerful outsiders being kept out of the the re- being kept out of the mortal plane mm-hmm. by like this really really high potential energy barrier but it's very easy to send them back huh. like only the most powerful ones can influence the real world which is yeah I'm, I'm i'm okay with this being more like a D game yeah um what one thing that is interesting mm-hmm. is that only a human artist can make the chalk work 
Right. The sometimes like a villain will grab hold of the chalk and it and it doesn't work for them. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that Talking they don't try Craniac? later. <laughs> Talking about Craniac three and four. Yeah. <laughs> Respectively. And that's a great thing to happen once. It's like when Aku like got the samurai sword and tried to kill Jack and it didn't oh, work. Oh man. It would not work how... a second time, and I feel like they tried it again <laughs> in this how, show. How dare you? How dare you, Zane? Relating this to Samurai Jack. <laughs> Even through inferiority, that's a cardinal sin. It's a carton castinal sin. <laughs> Man, I'm gonna listen to all everything we said so far and just spit like <laughs> just spit self hatred. Yeah. Um what what I was thinking is that one could imagine a backstory for like the magic chalk's conception and have its magic tied to the creativity of the user, because I mean you need to be a good artist to make it work. What does that imply about whom created the magic chalk? Nine pieces of chalk were forged for the elves. <laughs> does Penny ever use it? I never saw her use it. I I don't know. It would have been interesting to see her do it. Um, it would have been an interesting facet of her character to kind of refuse to even try. Yeah. I don't know. Well, that's what I think makes it more like a Green Lantern ring. But I would have liked to see, like how her mind, like, draws things, and everything's, much, like, way more fleshed out, and it takes her a lot longer. That would be cool. That would be cool. It, like, has everything that she draws has staying power, but perhaps not as much flexible utility. It, it's, it's like, different people playing uh, scribble knots. Yeah, imagine imagine two uh, artists fighting each other, completely different drawing styles. Um, just, I don't know. Or imagine... I would see that fight. Or give Snap the ability, have three artists, artists drawing, and... They each have different styles, and then you just have StarCraft. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean... <laughs> i play that game. Well, Snap would definitely be the Zerg, only, like, instead of Zergling Rush, it would just be Mad Line Chaos Rush, because he would probably forget halfway through his drawing what he was doing and start a new <laughs> one, and it would just be scrawls for days, yeah. like, all over the place. It's like a like a motorbike, but then the front half is just a big sword. Like, yeah, it looks good. <laughs> yeah, it looks metal. <laughs> That'll pass. I, I'll look at that later and be like, that was cool. That's <laughs> as far as he thinks it. Yeah. So what do we have to say about the animation? I mean, I've already said a little bit about it, but it's... I didn't really remark that it's actually really clean. Yeah, it's very very smooth animation style. I like the way Chalk Zone looks. Like, yeah. I don't particularly like the content of Chalk Zone, but, you know, the chalkification of all the objects. They They found a consistent style, and it doesn't work to... It doesn't work to its detriment. I mean... Certainly, no. it could have been drawn better, but it, it's part of the overall aesthetic, and it draws you in effectively. Uh, I don't know if it draws me in effectively. Well, not I think you. It was, <laughs> it's kind of like the rocket power, like, you know, uh, uh, Shorshack, you know, environments. is just, it's, it, all of it is complementing something, all the environment is drawn well, and it's complementing something that's not worth watching. <laughs> I was saying about the audio is that it doesn't really have dramatic swells. Uh-huh. Or, or instrument like it's not brassy like fanfare the way that fairly odd parents does it yeah which does lend itself toward drama um what it is is it's not it doesn't lend itself toward drama but it's really cool yeah there's like random bass like riffs of, and some technological clanging sounds it's like industrial rock mm-hmm. it, there is like a lot of banging and mechanical <clears throat> sounds i feel i don't know it's really cool like i I listened to the entirety of the theme song every time just on the music. Like, oh, I didn't yeah. watch it because it looked disgusting. <laughs> <But> <laughs> the theme song, like, 
they've got that chanting, just random the characters add in like Rudy's got the chalk. Which is no. I wish that wasn't. Oh, it, it it pulses. It ma- it makes the overall thing like it gives it a sense of of pacing. I guess I liked it when Penny and Snap said it. But then the electric guitar comes in. Just so out of place, but it ties it together. And yeah, I thought we were aiming at six-year-olds here. I'm totally screwed up. Yeah. For this age group especially, this is a really underrepresented genre of music. And, uh... I don't think it lends itself well to the format, though. No, no. It, like, doesn't mix at all. It's really good. It clashes. But it's not, yeah, it doesn't, it's, it doesn't fit the themes. Yeah. I don't know. It's, everything else is so sugary and pretty good-natured. I mean, Rudy's life sucks, but it's not like emo metal suck. Right. Like, it's just kind of down in the doldrums, trombone fart noises sucks. Yeah. Well, the sweet, the sweeter music comes in in the songs, what do you think of this, adding a song to each? I mean, they vary very much in style and quality, but there are there were a few that I really enjoyed. Were, were they actually one per episode? I only listened to, like, one of them, yeah, just because I figured I couldn't get more out of it. It's one per episode, and sometimes they add another one in during the episode. Do they? Scrawl got his own theme song. Did, they, did he really? Yeah. If anyone is deserving of a theme song, it is Scrawl. <laughs> Was it just one of his loneliest number? No, <laughs> It was oh, uh, it was some sort of like a uh, jazzy beat. You can call Miss Scrawl. <laughs> like that's really str- that's actually more in place than the mo- most of the regular music. <laughs> like, and we're not just talking about the theme song or the songs. Like, music in the background is all yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. I was constantly thinking just because. Like, do you know what it reminded me of? What is just that. That combination of really sweet looking, like by sweet I mean sugary, um, visuals mm. and industrial sort of metal rock audio. Oh yeah, it reminded me of some Kirby levels, like later in the game. Yeah, when he like visits a factory and it's just really dire, but he's just as cartoonish as before. Yeah, and everything looks you know, like, crayon-drawn Kirby graphics, but they start turning into stuff like rockets and scissors and, like, gyro <laughs> gyro stuff, and it just... Just, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that would have... Yeah, I don't know. It Everything is... All of the... All the animation in this are, you know, hills of grandeur and, you know, like, really, really like, cotton candy trees and, Purple like... Purple Mountain's Majesty. Pretty much Purple Mountain's Majesty. Just everything just looks like candy, oh, and it, it doesn't the, fit rock. The animation does improve over seasons. Very rapidly, actually. Yeah. I was speaking about how everything looked pretty clean. That is not true in the first few episodes. Right, right. Yeah, they're really trying to find their feet, their footing, but I don't know. It didn't. It wasn't as objectionable in the later seasons. It just didn't fit anything else that was there yeah i mean and and just wasn't appropriate there you know there are things in this show to like and enjoy um but they're kind of few and far between and if you're watching with somebody else they'll like blame you for (laughs) the parts that don't go i constantly blamed you there's something in every show to appreciate Mm. i really appreciated the industrial rock and the incredibly intricate like uh cosmology of you know plato's forms as they relate to chalk zone and you know uh the the religious 
um, themes behind that. You should have been. I appreciate you should be that. in grad school for English. It sounds like you're pretty and forewarned. Um, yeah, I, I guess so. I um, before we close out, we agreed I, that this is my creative outlet. Yeah. Before we uh, start closing out, I had an idea um, when uh, back in the er- earlier. You were saying how, you know, when Rudy grows up, he and Penny, like, have a thing, but then they break up. I did say that back in the earlier. Back in the earlier? Yeah. Um, <laughs> book one, the earlier. Man, that sounds awesome. Book two, the present The cold times. Yeah. <laughs> book three, Futurescape. <laughs> book four. Go ahead. Um, I like the idea that after they break up, Rudy, like, makes sketches and drawings of her, and then, like, oh, he's, no. he's so upset he erases them, and then Snap starts dating her, like, her chalk version. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that is... That's pretty crazy. I, so we haven't discontinued the dark segment, I suppose? And, and then Rudy goes into the chalk zone, and, like, Snap has to, like, go back and forth, like, oh, Rudy, how are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> no, this is... Yep. This is somebody else. Somebody drew this. <laughs> And then, and then he, uh, then Rudy, erases um, him. in in passionate rage, draws an eraser and erases Snap from Chalk Zone, um, which I think is the same thing as like dying in soul form. Like you just become like a red phantom at that point or something. Then when you die in Chalk Zone, you die in real life. Die in real life. <laughs> yep. Uh, we should bring the dark darkest thing we can do segment back for some shows that do not warrant more time (laughs) (laughs) and uh speaking of i I don't really have anything else to say about this one i i feel like the only things i can really say are things that i could say thematically that would be better conversations in the absence of talking about chalk zone like i'll talk to you about plato's forms all day (laughs) sure and i'll follow this you know religious symbolism as far as it can go but (laughs) yeah (laughs) As it turns out, uh, encompasses this entire universe. Yeah. Again, sorry if we offend anyone. We're really not good at not offending people. Yeah, in fact, I would say the opposite is true. But uh, I, that's pretty much all I have to say about yeah. Chalk Zone. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know. Uh, it was much worse than I remember, but, I mean, did you hate it? I, I actually didn't. Um, it's, it's interesting that you say that. Um, just as one more thing to say is, you know, the pacing really didn't lend itself toward a toward a dramatic tension-induced no. sort of conclusion. Um, so it made me think of when we were watching Doug. And, you know, Doug just set itself up much more mundanely as a slice-of-life thing, and it wasn't so fantastic. So this just... It was between Doug and Fairly Odd Parents, and it just it didn't commit to either... Yeah. You know, it didn't commit to either theme, and I think it was really that... That really it that really killed it for me. If you have the option of doing slice of life or high fantasy, don't like <laughs> pick one. don't go Just into don't go into high fantasy world and spend the time filing your taxes. Like Granted, do the other way around. Like, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't seem like they they would have had to enough concepts for two different shows. No, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so what are we checking out are, next time? So, uh, next time we are going to be watching, for some reason, Life with Louis. I, uh, I started listening to, uh, I didn't watch it yet, but I started listening to some of his stand-up. Oh, really? Uh, and if the show is anything like it, we can expect a few hours worth of fat jokes, and then <laughs> apologies about the fat jokes, and then, oh my God. and then talking about how, yeah, you know, I want to be a clean comic, and this, like, I have to get my message across, and apparently his message is, like, being fat. 
It's, <laughs> it's a message worth I could me. not find a, a clip of him talking about anything else. The merits of insulation. That's his, <laughs> that's his stand-up cover. Pretty much. <laughs> All right. Well, yep, that is what we are watching next, and we'll see how that goes. I'm kind of going in blind. And then... Uh, and uh, at- what are we doing after that, Sam? After that, I thought we'd do uh, Men in Black the series again. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. No, um, I'm, uh, you know, I'm a little tired of, of uh, you know, not not tired, but we've been doing sort of less well-known shows, less e- exciting shows, more for a younger audience, and and a more uh, uh, low-key type of show. Um, okay. And so I'm look. I, I decided I wanted something with a more adult sensibility. Interesting. And so what I decided was we're going to check out. Harvey Birdman, attorney at law. Oh my god! <laughs> I was going back this and forth on great. a lot of them, and, and I was like, "This is this one's gonna be fine." <laughs> yeah, because and also you know, Chalk Zone you hadn't really seen. I, I don't know if either of us have seen Life of Louis. We hadn't seen a lot of these, and so like we've seen this one. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm definitely Dev. getting that ring you sent me. Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, we, we should probably start show notes for that episode because I want to I want to link that clip with uh, just like all the appearances of that bear that makes that sound. I, <laughs> we should have called this uh, show Supercuts because we referenced yeah. a lot of them. <laughs> that wouldn't have been bad. Just include a supercut of every episode. Yeah, and then we'd have a bunch of haircut theme punned. That's pretty good. Yeah. Let's get a supercut of uh, Snap saying Bucko in the outro. <laughs> Here, Bucko. <laughs> No, there's so many hey, there's so many songs to draw on. I got to use one of those for the outro. Um, yeah. In until next time, uh someone has a chalk. I don't remember who it was though. Shit. Help uh, me out, man. Timmy? I think Timmy's got the chalk. <laughs>